Hello everyone, this is Everyday Woman by Brittany Stevens. Today is our first initial podcast, yay! And we are going to be discussing um, dating in Atlanta. Now this topic I decided to choose, A, I wanted to kind of bring in my followers and my viewers, and I think it's a topic that's very relatable within our generation at this moment in time. Um... I feel like touching on this topic makes sense. Me, myself, I am a single woman and I am dating in Atlanta. So there are times I'm literally sitting like, I cannot be the only one going through this. There has to be others that (laughs) are experiencing some of the things that I'm witnessing. So um, I decided this to be uh, our first segment. I have a few theories of why I think dating in Atlanta is a little different from other cities. Um, It just is. I don't know the dynamic of because we have became a melting pot city where everyone is moving from other states and they come here and they're thinking that Atlanta is one way and they're so excited. Oh my God, I'm moving to Atlanta. They get here, and I'm sure some of them hear the stories prior to whether, you know, it's a married couple, and they've kind of told them, beware, the ratio there is 12 to 1 for the men. That's the ratio. 12 to 1 for the men. That's crazy. (laughs) That means for every one men, there are 12 women ready to mingle. And out of 12 of them, 10 of them will give you the number. Out of 10, you can probably go on a date with 7. And out of 7, you probably have 3 in rotation. And that's just the way I break it down. I could be wrong, but I've been doing research on this topic for a while. So I'm kind of interested in, you know, discussing this. So... The ratio. I feel um, the way is broken down in another way is most people that are available. Well, let's say most men that are available to women. It comes from a small pool of available available men. So for the guys that are not locked up, that are not in jail... Um, the guys that are not in a committed relationship, whether you're married or you have a girlfriend, um, the guys that are not in the LGBT community or on a down low, um, guys that have a little bit going on, somewhat successful, or at least just have a job, that makes the percentage a little bit smaller um, here in Atlanta. So, when the women are seeking the men that are available, the pool is so small that they all are looking at the same guys. And those guys have all these options. So, that's not fair. Just off of the numbers is not fair. But that's what we're dealing with. So, there, (laughs) you know, I just, I sit back and laugh at that sometimes because... 
although it's not fair, it can be comical because it's like, what do you do? I mean, the guy that I think is nice looking or the guy I might be interested in, it's 10 more girls over there that's eyeing him as well. I'm not going to walk up and make the first move because I'm still old school and I feel like the man should approach a woman. However, I'll make eye contact to let you know maybe I'm looking over your way. But I I don't too much uh, make the first move. I still think that is a man's position. So that's that on Horatio. Um, Typical dates. What are people actually doing when they're going on dates in Atlanta? Um, It's not, although we have a lot of culture here, we have a lot of different things to do. Date night is typically the same universal here so when I say universal um, I'm speaking on your typical going out to eat going to the movies maybe going to a lounge meeting a few friends um, smoking hookah which is a thing to do in Atlanta Um, going to different plays I'm, I personally, I like old school days. I like where you go park on a high level hill or parking deck, put a blanket on the top of the hood and sit on the car with a glass of wine and look at the stars or the clouds if it's daytime and just connect. I mean, to me, that's the easiest way to get to really know a person and open up is without the distractions. And I feel like dating in Atlanta, people are already on guard. Like, oh, they might look attractive, but he looks like a cheater. Or he looks like he got something going on on the side. So I'm going to put my guard up. I'll go on this date with him, but I'm going to see what he's talking about. Or for guys, um, she's pretty... But maybe she's been around. Maybe she's talked to too many guys here. Or especially guys who are new to Atlanta. They don't really know the scene. So sometimes they ask around. Or, you know, uh, take you out to places to see if you know people. Those type of things. But everybody is guarded. And I feel like that's a generation thing. Because we've all have gone through hurt. We have all gone through broken relationships heartbreak and I really feel at this point people are really just trying to go back to the basics and by the basics I mean people are really just trying to find someone that's on their same level mentally um yes I do feel like physically plays a part as well but I think people will take the physical but they really wanted the mental part of it So, that makes it hard as well. Overall, I do feel like everybody that is in the dating pool, whether you're in Atlanta or anywhere, but you have to heal from your past relationships in order to have a new and open mind to the new person you're dating. Um, Meaning, we all have baggage, yes. But we don't have to bring our baggage with us. We can leave it at home. (laughs) 
And I always said this thing, um, and we do it. A lot of people do it. On the first date, you know, the person's like, tell me a little bit about yourself. And we start talking. And we tell where we're from or, you know, uh, where we grew up, what do we do on a daily basis, our career, if we have kids, um, just the basics, getting to know each other. But I do think where we mess up is when we expose our past dating experiences. Um, like, say, the guy says, what's the worst date you've ever been on? And you say, well, this guy, I went out on a date and... He didn't open the door for me, and um, he was very not gentleman-like. And we talked a couple more times, though, but that was a red flag. But eventually, it didn't work out. What that is telling that person is, oh, okay, well, she went on a date with a guy who didn't treat her like a lady, but still went out with him a couple more times. So maybe I can be that way to her. Or maybe if I do something, she's not going to look at it as being that bad and move on. And I might still have a chance. So people find your vulnerability and they find your weaknesses when you tell them about your past relationships. Or, oh, this guy used to dog me out and, you know, he used to um, call me names and treat me bad. Or... This guy was a gentleman. I dated a guy that treated me like a queen. The way you present it is kind of giving them a blueprint of how they can treat you. If that makes any sense. Not saying that people have those motives, but it is opening the doors to see how they're going to be allowed to treat you. So just a tip of advice is leave those stories for like, maybe two months down the line of dating someone I think that's a fair time because you're getting to just know them you're not bringing your baggage and you see how it plays out um I hope I'm not rambling and getting off subject but I do think these are pinpoints you know when I think of dating in Atlanta that pops in my head um there is a high number of well-off-to-do people here in Atlanta from women to men Um, a lot of small businesses have started even within the last year I read an article that said there were 700,000 new small businesses that opened just last year so that lets you know that something's going right as far as being able to have a dream, have goals, and obtain them. But equally, that means that people are so focused on building their empire, building their brand, they're not really making time for themselves or making time to successfully date because either they don't want to and they're using that as a defense mechanism, say, hey, well, if nobody got here for me, I'm just going to throw myself into my job, my work, and build myself. Which isn't a bad thing, because I do feel when you're at your best, you attract the best. Um, However, you meet 90% of people where you spend all of your time. 
So if I work in a corporate office, nine times out of 10, I'm spending my whole day there. I'm going to meet someone that works in my office. Um, If I frequent Starbucks every morning, I might run into somebody that I'm into in Starbucks. So, I mean, that just makes sense. You know, you meet people where you spend most of your time. But nothing's wrong with, at all, nothing's wrong with um, building yourself up. Because I feel like dating, you want to be an asset and not a liability. And everybody has their things together. Then it's a little easier to date, in my opinion. Um, If you come in with a lot of baggage or financial problems and struggling and, you know, those things, it kind of makes it harder on the circumstances. Um, I feel personally, if you're going through a lot of things in your life where you're at that point, you really shouldn't be dating. Um, I say this for men and women. Women, if you went through a bad breakup, you're hurting You still send texts. You're still checking his IG. You're not over your last situation. And you're just trying to find a rebound. You're not really in a good place to date. You know, you should heal first. You should get over that ex. Or you should get over your past situation before starting something new. Or men, if you um, just got out of a divorce and you're still bitter about maybe your wife in a settlement you know she took all my money or I have to start all over or I'm at back at square one I think those guys also need to heal um because guys and women hurt the same I do think guys hurt a little more they just don't show it but um there has to be a healing process in between So back to some of my points. Um, I do have some tips on good date ideas. Um, I did go to a friend's house. And she had a jar that had paper in it. um, Rolled up pieces of paper. And I said, what's that? And she said, that's my date jar. Date night jar. So every time they go on a date, they draw from that jar to choose what activity or restaurant or lounge or ball game, whatever is on that piece of paper. That's where they're going. They take turns choosing. And I thought that was a pretty cool idea, you know, because date night is important. I feel when you're in a relationship, whether you're married or not, whether you have kids or not, if you're trying to work on building something, you have to make out time for each other. um, And you have to let each other know, that they're a priority. So anything as small as going to a movie or trying a new restaurant, anything, to just spend a quality time, I think makes for a better dating situation. Um, Atlanta is the Mecca, once again, for music, culture, nightclubs, strip clubs. Um, we have a lot of things here that people sometimes do on dates that they don't do in other states. For an example, 
we have a lot of um, LGBT clubs here. So you might go on a date to a gay club. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but if you're in that community, you might take that person with you on a date um, just to see the environment. So that's one. Equally, there's a small percentage, but there are men who take women on dates to strip clubs. Um, it's happened. I'm not going to say I've never been on a date in a strip club, but it was a little awkward, but it's happened. So, you know, it's almost hard to mention Atlanta and not mention that scene because it is prevalent. So I do think to get back to my point, I feel like dating in Atlanta you have to be comfortable and know yourself before stepping out here because it will eat you up <laughs> and you and it's small it's a small circle so while you're going on your dates you might be out on a date and run into the last person you went out on a date with because while we're a big city the places <clears throat> we frequent kind of have some of the same crowd that goes to different places so I would say typically you wouldn't want to just date five people at once. I would stick to maybe two uh, actively dating because you're trying to see, okay, which one or what situation makes more sense? Who do I want to settle down with? What are my options? It's good to have options. I wouldn't say it's not good to have options. You don't want to put all your eggs in one basket because you fall in love really easy or your feelings get caught up really fast. Dating is dating. It's a verb, meaning you're doing more than once. So have your options open. You know? Don't don't overdo it. <laughs> but have your options open. And may the best man win. Or may the best woman win. But I'll end the note on a couple of ideas to do here in Atlanta to take your other or your significant other on dates a couple of places that I think are pretty intimate but fun at the same time um the SunTrust Park area they have I think it's called the battery line they have um a lot of different bars or different venues you could kind of bar hop for the night so stepping out going over there for the night is pretty cool um speak easy places these are more so underground places that usually have cigars where you can smoke your cigar area or drink your wine or bars, but they're like not really heard of. There's one place, for instance, called the Red Door, and the entrance is like a door in London, um, like a phone booth in London, the Red Phone Booth. You have to go through there, pick up the phone and dial a code, and that's how you enter and you have to be a member. So you'll have your code prior to going. And then once you're in, it's a really nice experience. It's very laid back, very chill. You meet all kind of people. Most of them have like tapas, um, small plates. Um, so it's not really a restaurant per se, but it gives you more of an ambiance. And that's intimate once you're dating, you're just really the main goal is to connect, but you can connect in a place like that. 
um, different things like rooftop. I call them rooftop vibes. A lot of times in the summer, even in the fall, it doesn't get that cold here. Um, they have a lot of different rooftops you can go to and just look over the city while you're going to know one another, you know. Nice cocktail, nice ambiance, nice music playing in the background, you know. Um, football games, basketball games, baseball games. <laughs> We're really big on sports here in Atlanta, so those are some things that taking your girl out or if you're a girl but you're not really into sports, but you'll go, you know, to show your man that you're into spending time with him. So those are some things I would suggest as well. Um, and dinner in cozy places. You don't have to go to your Longhorns or your Red Lobsters. You can go to nice places where it's intimate, like a cafe intermezzo. Have a cup of tea, have a cup of coffee, eat a piece of cheesecake, and just sit and talk. Or my favorite is called Marcel's. It's in the Howell Mill area. It's a steakhouse. Very nice ambiance. It's dark, velvet, purple ambiance. Um... But it's really sexy. I think it's a great date place. So yeah, those are just some of my tips. And hopefully everybody, or some people, because everybody's not going to relate. I'm usually speaking on my podcast from my experiences and what I hear people say on a daily basis around me. Um, so I'm speaking my truth, but I'm equally wanted to be relatable. So I'm not rambling and you're just talking like, I don't know what she's talking about. I've never went through that. I want to be relatable. I think that makes a great podcast and builds your listeners. So everyone, I would love for you to continue listening. Check out our next episode. I will have a new episode every Monday to start off your week. Every Friday to end your week at 10 a.m. So stay tuned and thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye.